Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm gonna demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 5th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, a little chill in the air this morning. Oh, and, uh, you know, days are shorter. It's not getting light as light as early. And we're here. We're fifth anniversary, too. What yeah, an exciting I- day. I'm not in my car. You are, you know, in the shed. I'm in my home office. We should have adequate technical capabilities today, maybe better than average audio. With, yeah, 50th anniversary. Let's do some navel gazing. Let's talk all about ourselves. At our fifth, no, I don't know. It's a, It was September 5th, so we made it five years by the grace of God and a lot of uh, stupidity. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. We're excited about the the next five. or the, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes. But we're very happy with what we've done or with what you guys have done to support us to get to this point. So um, how was your weekend? Uh, it was OK. My, uh, my wife was a little under the weather, so didn't really mm. do much of anything. I was. Well, uh, that sounds great. I was, it was Maybe. a one on one on one defense weekend where I was husband and the toddler. Um you know, and uh, went to the park a bunch. Watch, watched a ton of the U.S. Open tennis. I'm like oh. so locked into the tournament. I, Interesting. I, I was up late, even late West Coast for for any it's sporting insane. event. It's insane. Those matches they do in New York City at like two in the morning. It's crazy. Last night's Verev um, center match was unbelievable. I, I, uh, a little, little tennis boy over here. Well, talk, here, talk. Uh, let me, I'm going to relate it back to golf here. So last uh-huh. year I watched, I, I'll never forget last year, you know, we had moved to California. Everybody, everybody, a lot of people in the Bay Area don't have air conditioning. We're one of those people. And last year, this time of year, we had an unprecedented heat wave. And, um, you know, our house would just get like, it would be like 95 in our house during the day. And at night here, obviously, it gets cool. It gets down into the 60s, into the 50s. So I was like staying up and I was sleeping like in the living room with all the windows wide open. Like my wife's like, you have to sleep out there in case somebody breaks in, you know? (laughs) And I don't know what I would do if somebody broke in. Like that's the next I, question. Yeah, I, you're there. Yeah, there. you're available. <laughs> but anyways, bag. I don't. Yeah, I, I would be. I'd watch U.S. Open tennis. It was great because I'd watch U.S. Open tennis very late. And one of the matches I watched that like is one of the great tennis matches I've ever watched was the uh, the Sinner Alcaraz match Alcaraz. last year. Yeah, I remember that myself. Yeah, you know, and as this these matches are unfolding. You see, you know, the center Alcaraz collision course coming. And last night's match, I was so pumped up for, cause I had watched Severev and I was, you know, and he's kind of back and, and I'm like, 
if Sinner Nobody wins knows this, who these people are listeners. Well, okay, some of them they do. If Sinner, so Sinner and Alcaraz are like the two young phenoms. They're both like yeah. twenty-two, and Alcaraz is number one in the world, right? Sinner's six. So if Sinner wins, it's a rematch. And I was thinking about like how like I watched this unbelievable match, and then I get ago. might get to watch it again this year. Like yeah. everybody's tuned up for it. You could tell the crowd was rooting for Sinner. Zverev won. But anyways, like I thought about this from a golf context. It's like, I, you know, one that I go back to is like Rory Reed at Hazeltine. It was an amazing match. A really amazing start to a match. We've never got to, we're never going to see part two of it ever. No. Right? Yeah. Like. This is one of the things that happens in tennis is these rivalries exist. Like every time these guys, these people play each other, men's or women, it's like, you know, it's a Fiontech, the number one woman's player ran into, I forgot, Ostapenko, um, who like she struggles with all these. names. Well, it's, it's fascinating because like you have this woman, Fiontech, she's number one. She's been dominant. And she just can't beat this Ostapenko. Like there's something so about the connection her. to golf. The connection is we need more match play because it'd be a fascinating to develop these like rivalries. I, well, it's 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 the I way mean, match the play sport. is still reliant on the fickle days. Like golf just isn't as predictable as tennis. It's not as it's it's not as uh, it's not a head to head sport. And it's just, and even when it is head to head, it's a, it's an 18 hole or whatever, less than 18 hole match. Just, I, I don't know. I it seems even more unpredictable than a three set match or a five set tennis match, right? Where talent always necessarily wins out. I, I don't know. It's just a different sport, but yeah, I agree. I guess you could try to create these environments. Maybe that's what TGL. I agree. I hope, I hope yeah. it's, it, it would be amazing. Cause just like, I think th- Golf would love to see like Rory Rom more often or Rom Scheffler or like if you just everybody always wants that tournament. And this is what the tour championship has has moved mountains. They've changed formats of golf. They've gone to a net tournament to to, to attempt to create this when they could just have some match play and you would see rematches. Um, you know, like the world, the old world match play was a good example of that. Um, yeah. Remember, what we, you know, speaking of yep. things we've done in, in the five years when we did all those um, spotlights, spotlights. Yep. you go back, yep. it's like Ernie Els in the world match play, Ernie Imani yep. in the world match play. Like it, that was that was a great tournament. And I'd love to see some stuff like that um, brought into golf just so we get. It's a it's a great reminder of what happened in the past. Like you, you, it's something that like creates vivid memories when you see two two athletes going back and forth. Um, and then also it just it builds anticipation for future matches. Yeah, I sure. I I think I think golf is in a much better place than tennis, uh, or has <laughs> been the last few years. Like in tennis, tennis I don't not know. Not a great spot. I I just I mean maybe I'm wrong. I'm not I'm trying to bury tennis or pit them against each other, but I don't know. Golf's doing all right. Uh, I see today uh, 
Josh Carpenter of the Business Journal, Sports Business Journal, tweeted something that um, I think Golf Channel averaged its highest number of viewers since 2016 17. And that, like, I don't know. It's just, is it, look, I would hope if you're a listener, we, we, we tend to turn a critical eye towards all things. I, I think we just don't like to eat a bunch of bullshit that's shoveled at us, you know, and we're told. I noticed this week CBS ads. FedEx now is sponsoring entire uh, seasons of the year. It's called FedEx Fall now. So the, the fall is no longer just fall. It's FedEx Fall. Those are the ads on running all over CBS. I don't know what it means. But, you know, we try to be a little, not overly critical, but just, I don't know, impartial to some of this bullshit. But golf, the PGA Tour had a good year. Uh, they got to figure out what they do after, I don't know, June 1st or something like it it fizzled again, in my opinion, but they had a great year. It was a very exciting product, even for people who uh, like us who are watching a lot and and sometimes and need, you know, needed to rise to the occasion. It averaged 508,000 viewers on Golf Channel. I don't know that that's like a ton, you know, it's not, it's not, you're like, it's like a mid mid-american conference game or something i don't know i don't know what the comp is for a five but it's it's doing well relative to its own history so and this is all as we sort out the post tiger era so i think golf's not in a bad spot go ahead you reminded me i need comment about the the bc eagles what do you need comment about (laughs) just what happened just they lost the quarterback lasted one quarter. They switched the quarter. It feels like I'm in the uh, Romeo Cornell. Can't decide whether to start Derek Anderson or Charlie Chaz Fry. And so he switches them after a quarter or something. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. I'm too broken at this point. It's a disgrace what's happened to our athletics program. Our president is a Jesuit who's an academic. Uh, that's good. You know, you need academics, but I don't think he fully understands the, the you know it's the birthplace for god's sakes of the flutie effect they literally is a thing they write in the, how these schools have been boosted academically when the sports pop like its profile pops and uh i don't know we've just de-emphasized sports since mostly since i've been gone for sure but uh yeah it seems like the coach just a deflator Right, you start your year with a loss, and like in a buy game, we paid them one point one million dollars to come. <laughs> like, I get it. If you start your year in a loss and you played, I don't know, one of these kickoff classics against whatever LSU, Florida State, something, but a buy game, it's just like done. All right, I'm out. Peace. September second. I'll see you guys next year or something. It's just it's a little frustrating. <laughs> Illinois eked one out over the Rockets. Speaking of the Mac, <laughs> eked they're one. tough. They're tough. They're conference champion. That's true. That was was scary. It was scary. I I was, I want one follow-up question. Do you think BC fans or Clemson fans feel better on, on this Tuesday? Well, BC fans are already like pretty broken. (laughs) So they are fine. We're just moving on with our Tuesday, like a normal Clemson. (laughs) Yikes. I don't want to, I don't, I mean, Lucas Clover already crying in his beer about being left off the Ryder cup team. I feel bad for him. Uh, and, and now his Tigers have just the fall. I, I don't know. That's that's a tough scene. They got their ass kicked by Duke. Like, it wasn't like a couple of Hail Marys or a couple of fluke plays. Just beat They up. got worked. Yeah. Start to end dominated. Yeah. 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 So, not, not great. But great to have college football back. Kind of a weak uh, 
a week slate in the first. We get week a football preview pod next next. Yeah, episode. let's do uh, let's do Thursday. We'll do over unders for Browns, Bears, other random NFL bits as people I know the fans in Australia and the PGA and, Tour season and the PGA. We'll 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 crowbar some golf in there. Anyway, Sounds, speaking hey, of, speaking of little news, what? I I got some some DMs that Martin Keimer's not happy about his team name. Oh, I had this for news. <laughs> The cliques. <laughs> I had this for news. He's unhappy about his team name. He's My... pissed. He's like, it doesn't convey anything. Like, you know, the Germans, for better or worse, very good at branding, right? Germans. They like, you know, BMW, the straw, like these cars and, you know, different machines. They, they're very good. So maybe he's got a keen eye for that. He's like, cliques. Doesn't convey anything. I was like, yeah, man. They like rushed this out on a Saturday in London a year ago. And you think you, as a captain, cliques. you'd get some input and do it, you know? I got to be honest. I forgot Martin Keimer was even associated <laughs> anymore. And I am a cliques diehard, as you know. I'm very a cliques hive member. I forgot Martin Keimer was still out there, you know, signing. I didn't think he was... A part of anything anymore, but he's still got I comments. Think, I think his play and re- his play hurt. since the start of Live has been very, very invisible. He's been I irrelevant. Mean, how about his play since the start of like 2015? Let's not well, like start Live. One, I want to be I want to be fair and kind to him that he had that one year of resurgence where he like didn't he yeah. get on like a Ryder Cup bubble. Where it's like, oh, maybe they should pick Martin Keimer. He was doing like the every other year thing for a while. Won two majors and a player's kind of an incredible. And now he's a clique. He's got some clique sinks. <laughs> unhappy about yeah. the cliques. He's mad about the cliques. Um, I, uh, yeah, the cl- sadly, you know, the other old-fashioned golf club name, the Niblicks, was jettisoned last offseason. And uh, I'm, I really? fear that the cliques are, are, are heading for the same fate. The Niblicks are gone? I honestly don't even remember that. What were the Niblicks? They become the range goats? Is that yeah, what it I was? Yeah, I think they became okay. the goats. Yeah. Speaking so. of these histories we develop with, you know, matches and different, you know, associations with players, we're still working our way out through Liv. So Liv is, Liv seems to be continuing to progress. I don't know. They're going to be playing. People think it's going to death. I don't know. They're out there negotiating for venues. I've heard this scuttlebutt. I've heard they're negotiating venues. Uh, you know, trying to set the they're set trying, the schedule and stuff trying to get a home year. game for Coke Crack, huh? <laughs> trying to try to. I don't to know. I have no resuscitate his golf game by no giving clue. him a home the game. The range huh? goats. Yep. Yep. Um. All right. So we're all over the place here. Uh, evident of our. Uh, the f- first five years of this podcast, if you'd like to partake in the celebration of its stupidity, amusement, occasional insight, uh, you can go to the pro shop at the fried egg and the five year anniversary merch is up and available as of 11 Eastern time on Tuesday. We have a great, I don't think this pod will be out by 11 Eastern. I don't think so either. So I think I'm safe saying that, uh, great t-shirt design from Jason page. Um, it's got this like theme park map of some of the sort of, I don't know if they're inside jokes, but characters, places that have become a part of this community of shotgun start folks over the last five years. There's woozy house hats, just a guy hats. Uh, what else is there? Honk if the pro V one ruined your career hat. 
which is a, is a amusing slogan. Um, so anyways, again, point is we're not trying to, you know, put our kids through college on this. It's just kind of having some fun with the five, you know, all this, this journey we've all been on together. That's not the most important thing in the world, but it's fun nonetheless. So uh, proshop.thefriday.com. All right. Where do you want to go? Do you want to... Um, I don't know. Where do, you, do you, let's go to European Ryder Cup picks. I guess uh, yeah, that's right. That's got an it. easy way to talk about the European tour. Obviously, Ludwig Aberg won. We got team match play to talk about. You know, we got Walker Cup. Walker, yep. I got that. Let's do the six picks. So Luke Donald rounds out his roster. He goes with the uh, expected picks in five of six. The last one, and it's kind of nuts. Ludwig Aberg was expected. Like that's that was a mix of his win on sa- uh, Sunday, a mix of kind of everything you'd heard uh, trending, a mix of his performance, whether he'd won or not, in his you know few months as a professional. Uh, but he went with five out of six. We had Rose Fleetwood. Lowry, who Shane Lowry has not played well, but he had a spot. Um, Ludwig Aberg, who I'm a septic tank, calling in from Birmingham, Alabama with his southern drawl. <laughs> Pretty good to this this uh, studio audience in London, Sky Sports. So septic tank calls in from Birmingham. Um, and then the last pick goes to either Adrian Marunk, three-time winner, won the Italian Open at Marco Simone. Or Nikolai Hogard, and he went with Nikolai Hogard. Uh, I guess controversial is a word you could apply to that. It was a toss-up, uh, either a new kind of option. Um, people seemed, you know, you got Dick Bland on, on Instagram stirring the pot. Like, every, people ask for Dick Bland's zero-time Ryder Cupper. Ask for Dick Bland's insight on the picks. Uh, he was thought it was, you know, they did Marunk dirty by putting Hogard. But that seemed to be the bone of contention. It was either or that that last spot but aberg is your winner in uh switzerland and really kind of a no-brainer choice but come monday uh speaking of jimmy buffett there come monday jimmy uh ludwig aberg was a a no-brainer so yeah so i think obviously uh everybody's talking barunk hogard and we we can talk aberg in a minute but i think obviously one of the things with dodo molinari being part of the team i'm sure there was some data driven stats um yeah yeah, like a pairing or something that excited them about hogard um i think the other thing is ben coley pointed this out you know hogard uh marunk went and played a bunch of like he he didn't stay if he would have just played a full european slate he would have qualified on points yep but because of that you know it put him in this jeopardy and i think i don't know i i think like it's an interesting situation because would you how do you feel about this comparatively to the jt over um you know a host slew of other players on the american side yeah um i don't feel much at all i know that's maybe not the most exciting thing you're supposed to say on yeah. a podcast where you're supposed to give takes it's but personally we're, perfectly perfectly we're talking about nikolai hogard and adrian marunk here yes. and i'm sure that that pops for somebody in you know copenhagen or warsaw or uh, london but I, I think we're kind of just you know picking nits at the margins here for a 12 spot Is it seems fair? like they they went youth right uh yeah you know, yes, Hogarth's younger. I think they probably expect him to play on a bunch of Ryder Cup teams. And I think, listen, he's a di- he's a dynamic player who could be really good, right? Um, right. 
I think if you were going to like point out one weak spot on the team, it's Big Shot Bob. It's it's McIntyre. Oh, I wrote about this in the newsletter. I, I mean, he's not done anything. <laughs> he had a good shot at the Scottish Open. Yeah, he seems awesome. <laughs> he's a great guy. Popular on social media. We like him. We you named him Big Shot Bob. Um, he auto qualifies. Last auto qualified barely edges out Yannick Paul, who I noticed somebody did the analysis. Uh, I think maybe somebody at Golf Digest. I apologize, I don't remember, but Yannick Paul would have been on like every team for the last like six editions. But you know they rejiggered the point system after the the burned Wiesberger snuck in at Wentworth last time. So Paul like would have been on every team last four or five times. Now he's out with the six captains picks. Big shot Bob gets the last spot. He won the Cypress Open when you had like every Tom Dick and Harry off the street. Nobody it's not played. played at, it's not played at Cypress Point. No, the uh, yeah the island. Um, and he won the Italian Open a little later. He's not done a single thing in a major. He's 27. He's not like 22. Um, he's like what a hundred something in the data golf rankings. hundred. I think he's like a hundred thirty. Yeah. So, but like you follow on Twitter, you'd think he was like a, a five time Europe, and he plays exclusively on European tour, which I love. But let's be honest, it's one twenty. It'd be easier to pick off some wins. On the European tour than it would be the PGA tour in the last few years. Um, so does that mean he's going to be bad at the Ryder Cup? No, it's just uh, his resume is is quite thin as much as we love him. And as much as we appreciate the social media videos and some of the his background and Oban and all that, uh, it's it's a thinner it's a thinner resume for sure. But he's auto in. He, he's auto in. So uh, I do on the whole love the european team i think there are a couple sort of weak spots but that's kind of a, the case often with europe right or like it's not as deep there are fewer when, options when is it ever when has it ever yeah. been a, a team that has more talent than the americans right probably you know when they had the six the suit faldo woozy you know loner lyle that was probably one and, and the americans were god some of those american teams they just had no no power at the top um, that was probably the last time. So, but on the whole, I love it. I love the diversity of kind of youth and star power. I love the top heavy talent. We've talked about that last week, how well they're playing between Hovland, Rory, uh, Rom. So, so, uh, I like the mix of like Justin Rose and Fleetwood coming in. Like there's, it's a, it, it's a mix of, of backgrounds, youth power. Uh, Jamie Kennedy had an interesting tweet this morning, like, the sort of cliche about it is the Americans are just wild and long and the Europeans play this like precision game and maybe they don't bomb it. Uh, like the average driving distance of team, this final team Europe is slightly longer than the U S side and slightly like really slightly less accurate. Um, so it's kind of the same skill set. Let's just like, they're both, they're both long and they both have similar accuracy. Um, so that, that narrative is kind of bunk. Uh, but I just love overall the way it came together for Luke Donald. I wrote a little bit about this in the Monday newsletter. Like we started the year with all this sniping about, 
you know, Westy and Sergio and Poulter, uh, Paul Casey just being unavailable. And this, there's no reinforcements. Uh, it looks really bleak. Like all that's gone. The live stuff, like, sure. Could some of them be assistant captains? Yeah, I guess that's sort of a, a elephant in the room. But it's more or less gone by this point. The Stenson thing is gone. Like, it's just off. It developed great. And the roster is really, really appealing. I mean, it, the Americans are going to miss Westy late on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, yeah, God, I still have shakes from watching him at Hazeltine. Uh, just get body bagged over and over. Um, I think yes. I think it's interesting, too, how far the process has come with the Aberg selection. Um, yeah. You talked Never about Yannick Paul not not getting in. Yeah. Let's just go back to like John Rahm when he turned pro in uh, 2016. He came out gangbusters. He had like a third, a second. Um, he made the cut at, at both majors that year. He was very, you know, he earned he earned his PGA Tour card through the starts. He didn't just get handed one like a- Aberg did. Aberg wouldn't have earned a card, and John Rahm didn't make the team. You know. Um, it just shows you the, the difference in mentality now, I think like in a good way, a really a, you know, a evolution of sorts of the, of the way that people are looking at young players. I mean, that was seven years ago now, which is crazy. Um, but like there, a lot has changed in golf and just the viewpoints of like, oh, like he's 22, you're 22, 23 years old. Doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, I think people look at it so much differently and I think that's a good thing for the sport. Um, with, with Aberg, obviously you have the, I, you know, listen, if Aberg, I don't, I don't know if Aberg's going to get to John Rahm level of, of talent, uh, of, of, of success. Um, you know, that's a pretty high, um, bar to get to, um, we'll see, but like, just you know, for reference sake, like in 2016, I think you could probably say a better prospect, a better player was passed over because of youth. He wasn't even considered. And now we're getting a guy that's selected. Um, and I think the driver's the thing that's exciting about Aberg. Uh, I go back also, I, I interviewed uh, Logan McAllister on the Fried Egg Pod. Uh, former Oklahoma, really great player, standout player. I think he finished third in PGA Tour U for his year. Mm-hmm. And he literally talked about Aberg like three or four on three or four occasions. I asked him like who, what player was like most impressed, and he he went on about Aberg for like like a couple minutes, and and he had brought him up earlier in the pod. So I think he is like a player that other players look at in his age group and are like, that guy has got it. So we'll see, we'll see what he ends up being, but this is uh, obviously a, a huge honor um, and in inter- an accomplishment for him at a young age. Yeah. Like you said, it speaks a lot to how we, uh, yeah. How we view golf as a whole, not just the Ryder cup construction or roster building. Um, maybe an area where it might be helpful to have Stenson around in the room, but I don't know that it, it totally matters. Think he, he, I think he's the only, 
Swedish what, player. Shepherding uh, Aber? I don't know. You think uh, just, uh, you it think would be nice to have somebody there? He He's basically from Ludwig at this point. I don't know, the, uh, Ludwig. So. <laughs> Uh, How really about that? Exciting. They got a, they got a boy from Lubbock. They got a, a Valdosta boy. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then everybody else from you know Scottsdale or Jupiter, Jupiter. and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only person, so, the only person, the only two that are Europeans are Big Shot Bob and and Nikolai. Any any points of contention? Any 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 uh any between the two rosters? Now we'll talk about this more the week of. Any spiciness that you could see? Any any budding heads between? I think Harmon. People are curious. Kepka. I could see a Harmon, Nikolai. Nikolai might have that Danish temper. You know, we've heard about. I've got some great. You know, Thomas Bjorn sounded like a complete lunatic when he'd get angry. We'll do unsubstantiated rumor here. I heard a great. Still, this is probably decades old. They're years old. Once put a cigarette out on his caddy's hand. Apparently, Thomas Bjorn, he was so angry. So, he, like, that Danish temper runs hot. Uh, maybe Hoygaard has that. Maybe not. Maybe he's just a gentle kid. But maybe a little, a little hoygaard Harmon beef. I, I would like to see that. The beef you didn't know you needed at the Ryder Cup. So, I you feel see like, any points? I don't know. I mean, I, I think any the two that jump out are the guys that don't really play much on the, uh, on the, on the PGA Tour, right, mm-hmm. as potentials. Mm-hmm. That being right. said, I think I'd I'd love to see, you know, a a twelfth man uh, match, JT. JT versus uh, Big Shot Bob. <laughs> just, <laughs> just two guys that shouldn't be, that that's played did not, did not merit yeah. a yeah. selection on the team. Conceding, conceding <laughs> holes in the fairway, conceding hole. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're both very capable professionals, but yeah, that would be. <laughs> we should do what we can to sort of set that one up. So, um, all right, that does it for our Ryder Cup. We will obviously have plenty more on the Ryder Cup here in the next three to four weeks. But uh, that was the origin of this this podcast. Started in Paris, and and we were like, God, ah, that that delivered. So. Rome, we're quite confident. Uh, we'll be that in. was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Just a... the thick boy, Bubba doing doing elbow pounds. Bubba, just... Bubba and Webb, they put Webb. Oh, uh, Webb just sacrificial, sacrificial lamb. lamb every time. You know, they should start the Ryder Cup with a ceremonial web pop-up. You know, they lead off. He comes out the first tee and just does a pop-up. Just as sort of when the just to, you know, celebrate the Americans going over to Europe again. Just that's how you lead things. Wasn't off. there like something first pitch? There's drama about the the um the like wives ceremony thing. Wasn't there maybe? Well, there's DJ Polina drama pictures and yeah at the palace uh brooks yes wasn't there a dj brooks they fight on the flight over or something that they both denied i think that was a thing i swear i think that dj and paulina were like on a break or something oh yeah maybe that too yeah there was all sorts of just like crazy. That team these was are, a these disaster. Were rumors, not was, was a team was a was a disaster. Tiger won at Eastlake. They just kind of kept the party rolling for a week. Um, Patrick Reed was was just you know openly like uh, outwardly cannibalizing pissed. the team. Yeah, 
Not good. Said, Cancer you know, in the tiger, clubhouse. Had to, yeah, had to carry Tiger or something, whatever he said. Phil Phil couldn't find the club face. God. And was I still mean, getting see- trotted out. He, he was unplayable. And, and I remember the practice rounds, it was very clear he was unplayable. So, real talk, I don't really see the pro- potential for that sort of internal misfits combustion and like island of misfit toys anymore on the american side and part of that is the buddy system if we're being honest hold on i think there is i think i think they could just keep trotting out this is this is dependent and we'll see at napa if if jt's turning a corner and like anything with ultra elite players the bottom is never that far right He, he could be back he could be playing great in a couple weeks but if he isn't, I could see Zach just just like uh, Brian Ferentz, hard-headed, Again. Again. running the same play. These are our guys. <laughs> we, we're riding who we came here with. And Spieth JT just getting shipped out four matches and just blown out to sea. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, that's um, the thing. that I think the, the thing that could potentially derail just based off of that, that captain, that whole picks thing has me like shook about, about the leadership of this team. Like the analytics oh, answer. Separate issue. Yeah. Like that is Technology. what, <laughs> this could be a Tom Watson type situation with the captain. Yeah. I- yeah, I mean, you have a game plan, but like things start to go sideways in a in a in a session, and you have someone like Zach reacting or not, and stuff like it does. All the planning, all the data can go into it, but like you end up making split decisions, like you do, and sometimes reactive or emotional decisions, or sometimes like fog of a. Uh, fog of war decisions you know where your brown your brain is clouded and like the moment right and you're just like not panicky but you get a little anxious and so that's up to zatch it could go bad but i just i'm saying from a we just listed a a bunch of little freak show incidents going on and all sorts of disasters i don't know that there's like that much of uh potential for that anymore just based on the personalities and cohesion I'm just gonna say I I th- I feel like this is a com- this is my comp here. I feel like we're we're heading into a potential like Freddie Kitchens squaring off against Bill Belichick <laughs> situation with Dodo Molinari and and Luke Donald and Zach not being able to explain at all why a player was selected except for reading his scribbled out notes Heart verbatim. Soul. Like I just think that this is this is the like there's a the the other side has like a cold calculated feel with like analytics and and they're making very smart decisions and obviously they could play like shit and this could be thrown out the window the other one is like you know what these these guys like each other let's put them together right right and there, yeah, where maybe that's not the best thing. The players are running the room, where maybe it makes more sense. It's for like Spieth a LeBron, it's like a LeBron GM team, you know. Yeah. 
Polinka had to take right. the yeah. Polinka had to take the keys back and put together a team after the Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> after the Le- LeBron coerced him to sign Russell or trade for Le- Russell Westbrook. Well, as a Cavs fan, I'm well aware, but those work <laughs> out sometimes. So, but yeah, it's it's exciting nonetheless. We're fired up. Do they work out, or is it just that LeBron was the best player in the NBA by a, a wide margin? Right. Sometimes, and that's why yeah. They work. And that could happen here. The U.S. team has more talent on paper and could win. There's a there's also a lot of weight. God, a lot of weight on them with 30 years. I think if they just get tighter. You just get tired. I don't know if they should be favored. They probably will be favored. Um, but there's just a little bit of a weight there. Maybe that maybe that's mitigated now by not having some of the guys who've had their brains beat in for 30 years. Like there's fewer scar tissue, but uh, less scar, t- scar tissue. But yes, there's much more weight. I would say if you're Europe, you're playing in Italy. Like, let's be honest. Like, does anyone game. in Italy give a shit that this is happening? Like I just think there's less there's less like less intensity if you're the European side. You want to win, you want to keep the streak alive, but um yeah. I, I think with the US there's it's pretty heavy having not won there in 30 years. So all right, let's get on with it. Let's do a, a read for our friends at B Dratty. You know, I was so happy the calendar was turning to September. It's getting nice and cool. It is 99 degrees here for the next four days. It was 98 degrees on Monday for my son's first football game. uh, And I had my dratty sport on. Thank God. Just sweating. Thought I was going down at one point. Thought I was going to faint. You know, hydration. Like it was it was dicey on Monday. Uh, But so I had my dratty sport performed beautifully. It was nice and comfortable. Looked good. Uh, felt good, and even in the the the, the hundred degree heat. So I'm back to that for September against Sweaty my. Boy. You know, yeah, would prefer not. But uh, as the the seasons turn, you can check out some layering options at bdratty.com. I got They've one got on great... right now. Oh, look a at new, you. new 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 uh, color. It's a new colorway for the Russell crew neck. Colorway. This is honestly like it's my favorite piece. I Russ wear crew neck. Yeah, I wear the crew neck so much it's so comfy and they just came out with this this new light blue striped one my wife even likes it you know and i'm at <laughs> the time a... of year here where i get a I get a full array of you know the one annoying thing about about this type of weather it's like 50 in the morning getting up to like 75 during the days i mean it's delightful it's great weather yeah. the yeah. one annoying thing you got to do a lot of fold uh clothes folding you know you're switching Going full wardrobe shifts. You know, I'm in pants and in a sweatshirt right now, but I'm going to be going to shorts and a t-shirt later today. Sure. You know, so you get, you have to have, you have to, you have to move things around. You're in and out of the, in and out of the drawers a lot. That's, it's annoying. It's a little bit of a nuisance. Yeah. If you don't keep up on it, you're going to get a pile of clothes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you should just move that. Move because of the drawer maintenance. You should move to somewhere that's just 100 degrees. No, hey, I got I a question th- for you. Yeah. Wait, is this, speaking of keeping you know your house clean, this is, this is still part of the ad read, but what am I in for now? My daughter starts school today. She's going to be gone from the house. How much cleaner is this house going to be? Um... I don't think it's going to be any cleaner. Why do you think it's going to be cleaner? No lunch? She's going to be gone home. for six Toys? hours that she used to inhabit oh. the house. 
Is she still live there? Is she still yeah, coming she's home? A, she's uh, only here for like she's only awake in the house now. Going to be five days away. She's we've reduced the wake time by significant margins. I feel like she's just a walking tornado at this point. At three years sure, old, sure, sure. I guess maybe I yeah. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm spe- I guess I'm looking at this from the perspective of four and just perpetual mess. Whether they're in school or not, there's shit everywhere. Uh, we did big time decluttering this weekend. Threw out tons of toys. Um, That's what we need to do. The toys oh, are. Just... Give me a yeah. The toys they pile up. My wife's in tears throwing out this toy that my ten year old played with eight years. I was like, just get it out of here. Like she's like, you remember when Mac played with it? I was like, oh, we got to get rid of this. Like it's, it's this house we can't even walk. Um, but yeah, that that. I, I guess, yeah, maybe you're going to have some more tranquility and cleanliness, less clutter, I suppose, for that stretch of whatever it is, eight to three when she's gone. So, yeah, maybe you're in for it. Go, I, the tranquility is what matters, right? I mean, that's the thing. You get a little time to yourself to work, to exercise, to make your own meal first, as opposed to, you know, cutting grapes into quarters or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's probably it. It's the time for yourself. And while you're doing that, you're going to be in your beach ratty, nice and comfortable. I, I got, uh, I got, a, I got some new of our new branded stuff. I got some shotgun stuff that they just sent over, and I'm pumped because they they sent over some just the great Pima Peruvian Peruvian Pima cotton stuff that's perfect for me for this time of year. Uh, and it's their 10 year anniversary. Yeah. We should just note it's our it's five our year five anniversary. Year. We're an anniversary podcast today. But uh, Dreddy, start, sending, start... start sending in your ber- your anniversaries <laughs> to your to the no, birthday please. line. Please and we'll start don't. getting to them. When was the last please time you don't. checked the birthday line? Uh, years, a couple years now. <laughs> we should it go in there. See if we SG- what was it? SGS birthdays at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. So Dreddy, 10 years now. They're in pro shops everywhere. They've been a big part of our getting us through five years tons of support for, from them uh so you can support them for supporting us go to bdraddy.com use the promo code sgs30 get some fall gear uh on the cup team stuff walker cup usa wins again uh at the old course it was a good kind of nip and tuck back and forth through the first three sessions and then they uh they went game busters as often happens in these um, in the last singles match Sunday afternoon, a great and glorious sort of coffee brunch lunch uh, watch on Saturday and Sunday from the old course looked beautiful over there. Windy, but also sunny. Um, and yeah, a, a, a really strong American squad. I, look, like at some point, like golf is fickle, but at some point the four and five star recruits you know, take over and uh, like the roster is what it is. And you got a bunch of five stars on your roster and the other team has, you know, kids at UNC Charlotte and and whatever else uh, that are not five stars. It's often going to win out over time. You know what needs to happen? I, and it was a great, it was an amazing watch. I don't want this to cloud to every, it has to go to Europe. It it just, this can't be a competition anymore the way it's constructed. The talent gap is so massive. And I know it was close. It was close. It was exciting because it was close this year. But you kind of knew this was coming. Like, you, I, I didn't go to sleep on Saturday 
and be like, you know what? The U.S. might lose this. Like, you knew they were going to win. It's This competition needs to evolve. And I, I'm all for history. I love history. This needs to go to Europe. The, the talent gap is just too great at this point. And if you included Europe in, I mean, like two years ago, we would have gotten to see Ludwig play, right, at Seminole. And that would have been awesome. Uh, you know, if you look at the Wagger, there are a lot of really good players from continental Europe. Like, just look at the European Ryder Cup team. You got Aberg, right, you got the Hogarts. Or, you know, it's yep. the, the talent in Europe is oftentimes now coming from the, you know. Continent. Yeah, from the continent, not not from the Isles. And, you know, that's, uh, it's all sudden. It, it just, I think more options would really kind of, um, you know. Make it things more competitive. Yeah. I mean, like we're, they, we're talking like, about like two or three guys, right? Out of 10. They, you know, so they, you know, for example, they had the year, uh, the GB and I team had one guy in the top 20, 20 or top, or they had two guys in the top 30 of the wagger, right? In the yeah. world. And, and listen, this is not a great, a great system, the wagger, right? Yeah. There's a lot of flaws to it. I'm not get, but it's you know it, it's an approximation. If you add continental Europe to this like team, they add three more. They have five guys in the top thirty. All of a sudden, they have a chance. Everybody on on the American team, I I believe, was in the top thirty. I think like even the mid am right. I mean yeah. Stu, I, think, I mean Stu's was, yeah. yeah. Stu's nineteen. Yeah. I mean, you go to, they get a guy at 30, or at 33 too. You know, all of a sudden their team of 10, if you go to the top 30, you know, top 40, they have more continental Europe guys than they have GB and I guys. If you, if you went, uh, and I know the Waggers not perfect, but there's more talent in continental Europe than there is in GB, the GB and I. It feels and I, like. Look, we don't need to commercialize or blow out everything. I'm not saying, but it feels like there's a lot of potential. We said this much after Seminole. This. Yeah. Yeah. And it's with the roster. We just talked about these guys being golf evolving and the younger guys just being more exciting and competitive than ever. Um, They have the venues, right? That's for sure. And they get the Cyprus next. 10 years or so. Uh, Lahinch coming, yeah, it's just an amazing run. Um, TV looked, TV coverage was strong. They expanded that. Um, I, I don't think it needs to be blown out. I'm not asking for grandstands and brands everywhere, but like, there's potential to really make this even more than it is. Um, I don't know that. The, I heard uh, Mike Wan maybe doesn't fully, not not fully huge. <laughs> I wouldn't say huge fan, but maybe doesn't fully uh, appreciate or, or not care. But yeah, Walker Cup. I'm, I'm not sure he totally got it. Um, not a priority from what I did. Might they did get, that. Might get th- it now. Yeah, they did that whole thing where they were asking like 20 people for 250 thousand or whatever it was, 500 thousand, like rich people to, to endow you to endow. Yeah, the Walker just make sure Cup. the Walker Cup is secure. Um, but it feels like 
Yeah, it's probably not a big money maker, but it feels like a thing that could be even more of a a, a, a real banner thing every two years. So um, I think somebody would walk watch a bird fly around Cypress Point, right. let alone like twenty of the best amateurs play Cypress Point. Right. The um, old... Go ahead. What do you think of the old course? What do you think of the? I mean, I thought it was just another assault on the old course. To be if we're yeah. if we're speaking frankly here, right? Just like another example of of how how much the two two bodies that are putting on this event just turned a blind eye to the game and regulating the game. Yep. Um, they, there was some defense was... around the green, right? I mean, some oh, guys yeah. trying to take high I mean... lofted wedges. And, yeah, that, that was still a thing. But nobody but was hitting really... more than wedges in, especially on Saturday when it was calmer. It was just like, you know, you got guys, Gordon Sargent drove the sixth green, like, you just in the in calm conditions, you you know, like there it's not testing people's ability to hit long irons, I could tell you that much. The only long irons they're hitting is into par fives. Um and you know, that golf course is is stretched out to its max. I mean, they got tees on tees out of bounds. Out of bounds on other courses. It's just you know, it's just another another example of where the game's going. Everybody I mean, you got a guy that did you see that guy Stu play the five 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 kid? Yeah. What was his name? I can't that remember. That was quite his a matchup. Well, there's the, the yeah. The, he was smashing it though. He was in right. like three twenty, three thirty. Right. He's sixteen. Right, youngest I think ever for uh, the other side. So, um, some grumbling. There was a lot made of Nick Dunlap. Uh, apparently while I was walking by and UK golf guy picked him up saying, I hate this course more or less. It doesn't reward good shots or penalizes good shots and doesn't reward, you know, uh, kind of perfect for a, for Alabama golfer. (laughs) But if people jumped on that and, you know, it is very apropos the American golfer. It seemed like a few of them were just kind of didn't get it, but I would just say he's 19. Maybe I'm getting maybe I'm getting soft in my old age. He's 19. We said and did a lot of dumb things when we were 19. We didn't get a lot of stuff when we were 19. And if he's saying this again in 10 years uh, as a tour pro, I, I think that we can take him to the woodshed. But the yeah. other thing too is like a lot of people it don't understand uh, St. Andrews and the old course the first time. You know, everybody sure. understands the old course at Fairmont the first time, but very few people Gio. understand the actual old course. Uh, How about Chikara time? winning the Asian event, International <laughs> Series, saying it's what a place to win at the home of golf. It's means so much to it. The St. Andrews Bay <laughs> Championship. You, yeah, you know. Telling you, that people, is a chronic issue. People sent us videos from that. Of course, we had some sicko that went to that event, like walked over to it uh, over in St. Andrews, whatever, a week ago. <laughs> it was like, there was zero people there. This is the home of golf, professional golf event. Zero people walking around. They had all these beanbag chairs and TVs set up and picnic tables. There was zero people there So at that international series event. Too bad. Uh, any other Walker Cup stuff? You good on that? It was, uh, it was, it potential. was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, the scenes of everybody walking around, I mean, golf without ropes is incredible. It's just like an incredible viewing. I, I wish, 
I, I had a lot of FOMO about not being there. Um, but we had a friend of the program who's, you know, been over there a lot and seen a lot of golf there. Said it was, you know, the best event he or she has ever seen there. Uh, just, just a real experience to be out there walking behind the groups, um, especially in the morning, the, the two man matches. So really cool. Uh, I think we could do even more to uh, make it more prominent. Uh, all right. On the LPGA, Shanate Wanasayan won. I think I got that right. I tried to study up on the pronunciation there. Won uh, the Portland Classic event, apparently on life support, according to part, our Portland correspondent, Garrett. Uh, needs needs a, you know an injection of something. But Shanate Wanasayan wins. Wins by four shots over Megan Kane, who just, you know, she had the 54 all lead, just won. Um Monday qualifier. She'd missed nine straight cuts. Uh, third Monday qualifier in the history of the LPGA to win an event. And she won just going away. You know, beat the brakes off everybody. She shot 63 on Sunday um, and wins by four uh, off a of Monday qualifying. Uh, news. Kymer on the cliques. We already did that. Uh, CJ Cup, Byron Nelson. We had heard this was happening. The CJ Cup is now the official sponsor of the Byron Nelson uh, in Dallas. TPC, Craig Ranch, CJ, Cup, you think, and Byron do, Nelson. A do match you think it's going to be a two-trophy um, two tournament? Oh, oh, no. We have a plaque, and then we have something else. Whatever the Byron Nelson, the historic Byron Nelson trophy is. Yeah, maybe. Just just doesn't make a lot of sense feels well, like kind of a mess rory's now a two-time winner at tpc craig ranch <laughs> what a weird what a weird sort of history this it's been congaree jeju island uh the place vegas? in vegas right yeah summit yeah. club right what a bizarre Bizarre. Like, is there a Korean connection? Like, honestly, yeah, I think I think a lot Texas, of the Kore- a lot of the Korean uh, players there, right? live in Dallas. KJ Choi took up residence there and kind of become a yeah. Maybe Sung Jae's yeah. moving there, moving yeah, out maybe. of TPC Sugarloaf. Well, that's the I think there's a big Korean population in Atlanta though too, right? Um, but it would have been great Cup if they had taken taken over East Lake oh. and uh, and moved the date out of August. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have been bad. So that's going there. Uh, Ann Van Dam had her driver snapped off. That was an amusing. But that's your news. Uh, that's your news. Thank you. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Looks like you're about to pop in there. No, I. Well, uh, is the CJ Cup gonna be right before a major again? Is it right before the PGA? I think now? so. I think they're gonna keep it where it is. That's, yeah. They aren't gonna get the field the CJ Cup usually got. CJ Cup got a good field. Really good field. Free points, um, free points yeah. in the fall. <laughs> it's a good, good, good thing to give out. Like Seventy-five I'm, guys, free points. Hey, how great was it not having golf this week and this coming week? I mean, quite honestly, this is the longest off season we've ever had, <laughs> ever. <laughs> With that, we'll have over over unders on uh, Thursday for as we get ready for the next season. Uh, everybody, thank you for your support. Uh, the Pro Shop will have those fifth-year anniversary stuff up by now. Uh, it's been a fun ride. We will continue apace. Ryder Cup coming. 
and uh, PGA Tour season starting. We'll be back. I think what are we going to do? Thursday morning? Maybe we'll do like a schedule for the week. Look yeah, ahead Thursday kind of morning. All right. Depen- we'll be I back haven't looked then. at the ad calendar yet. You know, our shows. It's d- much like, Ten year anniversary. Much, much like most, uh, much like the PGA Tour, our our programming is driven by ads by partners. Oh, so get out of here! That's not true <laughs> at all. It's not true. We'll have a CJ Cup podcast but before you know it all right everyone CJ enjoy Cup special all of the history the illustrative <laughs> history <laughs> and traditions of the cj cup the ads don't matter it's the people that matter come on that's the audience that matter that's who we serve first and always our have. part our players our the pl- pga tour players are first served on this podcast sure right yep then partners, partners. then fans yep all right, For five years. Enjoy, five enjoy years and five years more. Wednesdays, whatever it is, your short week, wherever you may be, we'll be back with you on Thursday.